Hello, this is The Next Delicious Thing and I'm Jennifer Earl. If you don't know me, I've been working in the food industry for 17 years and this podcast shares with you the things that I think are so delicious you need to go and get them as soon as possible and also some random geeky facts. This week I'm recording this in Istanbul in Turkey Although I'm not going to tell you anything about Turkey yet, you'll have to wait till next week. And if you do have any recommendations, please let me know. I'm here for a couple more days, so I am on social media at The Next Delicious Thing, or you can email thenextdeliciousthing at gmail.com. This week, as I said, a very short episode because I'm recording this under a duvet inside a hotel bathroom while my daughter sleeps. At least I think she's sleeping. I went to the community launch for CounterTalk's new Spaces platform. CounterTalk was launched four years ago by Ravneet Gill, who has spoken on the podcast before. She is a best-selling cookbook author, the judge for Junior, one of the judges for Junior Bake Off, and an entrepreneur. The other parts of CounterTalk, which serves the hospitality industry in the UK, mainly in London, are events that are open to anyone and also a jobs platform where they only feature jobs from restaurants and other food businesses that are genuinely great. I think you might be able to hear my daughter in the background. (laughs) She's not alone. It's fine. The idea behind Spaces is that anyone who wants to host a pop-up or a supper club or any perhaps a demonstration or a press event or filming something can be connected with people who have spaces that would be great for that. So restaurants that have off days or anywhere really. So I registered because I have plans for my kitchen. It has been used for things like that in the past and hopefully will be again. The things I want to tell you about this week are cocktails in a can that were served at this launch, plus the food, some more food similar to that, and a brand new chocolate launch from Portugal, a bean to bar chocolate, which was consumed with port. So I have some facts for you about port and why Portuguese make custard tarts. First, the excellent cocktails that were served at the Countertalks Spaces launch were from Moth Drinks, and I tried the margarita and the mojito and even without having fresh mint in it they were the mojito was very good and the margarita was especially good the food was served by decatur london which started in 2014 and has popped up in various places had a restaurant for a while and then during lockdown started to serve at home kits so meal kits and they're famous for southern louisiana style cooking especially seafood boils And the chef is Tom Brown. In keeping with the American comfort theme, I finally got to Rita's Bodega, which is, I think, the third incarnation of Missy and Gabe's restaurant adventures, although they also now have Rita's Dining in Soho, which I need to get to. Rita's Bodega in Farringdon serves New York-style subs, so um, long, soft Italian-style bread they bake themselves, which is split open and stuffed with delicious things. So things like pastrami and um, aubergine parmigiana. The one I had was more like a banh mi with mushrooms and pickled carrots and things. They do all the pickling and make all the sauces themselves. And the selection of food, like their version of crisps and colas and candy is really interesting. I took some photos, which will be on the blog 
thenextdeliciousthing.com. So definitely worth checking that out. It might not be up for a few days, but yeah, I definitely recommend popping in for some of that, if not the fabulous sandwiches. Finally, the Bean to Bar launch was a company called Vinte Vinte, which was first selling chocolate in 2019. It began as a chocolate museum in Porto as part of the World of Wine exhibition, which is permanent and sounds fabulous. They decided to also build an actual chocolate factory inside the museum and sell the chocolate. So this is launching in the UK now. They have what they describe as four tiers. So the first tier is quite commercial. Then there is a single origin range and then there is a Grand Cru range. So the company is owned by the same company that owns Taylor's. That's Taylor's Port I'm referring to, which is a company that started 330 years ago, which is kind of bonkers. Port or other fortified wine do actually make an excellent pairing with chocolate. Generally, wine isn't great with chocolate. They're both kind of Teutonic and they just clash. But uh, fortified wine like port or sherry is fabulous. And I thought this was just going to be a chocolate tasting, but turns out after trying about 15 chocolates, they brought out port and more port and more port. Unfortunately, I took diligent notes in my notebook and then left it on the plane. So I can't remember enough except to tell you that the 85% Madagascar single origin was excellent with the white port. Specifically, the Taylor's Chip Dry White Port, which was first made in 1934. And White Port, if you didn't know, is the same (laughs) fortified wine as regular port, but made with white grapes. If you are a wine geek, then knowing that Maldasia Fina is the main variety of grape might mean something to you. I regret that I am not a wine geek. Port and cherry fortified wines have brandy added to them to stop the fermentation. And they are generally much higher in alcohol than sort of typical table wines, red and white wines. Traditionally, all wines use something to refine them. So what happens when you ferment the grapes is you have grape must, so the skin of the grapes, you have some stems, other fermented bits that could make the wine quite cloudy. They're not very clear and not very clean and can be quite tannic because those parts are more bitter. Some of it will just settle as sediment, often known as the lees of the alcohol. But in order to get nice, clear wine, refining agents are added. Those bind with all the small particles to make them into larger particles, which then settles at the bottom again. And then you can filter off the wine at the top and it will be lovely and clear. This is why wine is not traditionally vegan, because those fining agents are often isinglass, which is the bladder of a fish, egg whites or gelatin from cows, bovine gelatin, or casein, the protein from milk. Because they were in abundance, hen's eggs were most commonly used because it's easy to sort of extract. And that was typically about three egg whites per 225 litre barrel of wine. This is why the Portuguese are famous for custard tarts, because when you're using so many egg whites to make so much port wine, then you have a lot of egg yolks left over. And custard is naturally an excellent way to use those egg yolks. In Bordeaux, they were typically used for the canelés, those custardy, crusty, shelled, delicious little morsels. There was another port that was 
excellent that I will try to find the name of and put it on the website. And that went really well with lots of the different wines. The white port actually worked brilliantly with so many of the different chocolates. It is only between 10 and 15 pounds in most supermarkets. So it's readily available, kind of depends on whether it's on deal or not. So I highly recommend getting some of that to go with chocolate. The Grand Cru was particularly good. In case you were curious, Vinte Vinte is Portuguese for 2020, based on the fact that cocoa only grows in the belt around the equator, which is 20 degrees above and 20 degrees below the equator. So Vinte Vinte 2020, the most northern place where cocoa grows that I'm aware of is Hawaii, and the most southern place is in Australia, in Queensland. That's it for this week. I look forward to coming back and sharing with you things about Istanbul next week. Please do let me know if you have any recommendations. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss that. Uh, tell your friends, rate it five stars, and I will love you forever. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Until next week, I wish you very happy eating. Bye.